You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Make sure you check out the Glebe Central Pub right in the heart of the Glebe. Great food, awesome drinks. The Sens bus is en route to the pub. You can catch them on Saturday as well. $17 round trip from 779 Bank Street to and from the CTC. I'm Ross Levitan alongside the Martian for our fourth consecutive win when it's just the two of us on the postcast. This may have been the Sens' most dominant effort of the season. A 4-1 win over the Central Division leading Dallas Stars. It wasn't even close. The shots 30-15 to in favor of Ottawa. The Senators blocked 25 shots and only allowed 15 to reach Anton Forsberg. Martian was the commitment to defense what allowed this game to become a win? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And this is, to me, it's all about the Jacques Martin effect finally coming into play here, right? It's like you look at those block shots tonight, Ross, and I don't know if you want to pull up the graphic now or later, but 25-9 to in the block shot category, to me, tells the story of this game. The Sens were committed to the defensive side of the puck, the boys were getting in the lanes. They were blocking all the shots they could and making Anton Forsberg's night as easy as possible tonight. So for, for me, it's all about that. That is that is definitely the story of the game. You got to play that way if you're going to win against teams like Tampa, if you're going to give up a, a, you know, a good fight against a team like Florida, and then again tonight with uh, a, a great game against the Dallas Stars, who are uh, you know a powerhouse team in the Western Conference. So for me, yeah, absolutely, man. That's the, that's the big thing for me is the block shot category. These guys are absolutely committing to it. And look at just the amount from the defense as well. Like JBD, I would have liked to see him box out a little bit better on that only goal allowed with less than 10 seconds left in the first period that brought this game even. You're like, oh, could that be a momentum killer? But then what does Ottawa do? They go out and score a goal in the final 10 seconds of the second period that made it. 4-1 power play goal for Shane Pinto. But looking individually at the box score and just all the guys who are committed, it's not like one guy is getting seven, eight block shots. This is a team that's showing commitment to getting in front of puck. So that's, that's definitely, to me, the lead of this game. But also very important is the resurgence of Josh Norris. He looked disengaged at times. It wasn't just that the puck wasn't going into the net. There was just not much of a B game over the 20-game stretch where he had one goal. But everything can change so quickly. Two goals in this game. The first one, a beautiful uh, tip. And just like, let's just lock in on the first one. We'll get to the second one where stick taps are deserved for Drake Batherson as well. But isn't this just the definition of simplifying your game when you need to get back on track? Wins the faceoff, goes to the net, tips it into the back of it. Yeah, he did a great job there getting right on the defenseman's back there in front of the net, causing havoc in front. And then, yeah, getting his stick on that was no easy task. Uh, you know, that's just something that you look at Josh Norris and you know he's a great athlete, right? Hand-eye coordination is his thing. He's bouncing around out there on the ice. So um, I do think a lot of his struggles have been mainly confidence-induced. Uh, I don't think his confidence is, has ever been really lower probably than it was coming into this game. He's getting questions in the media for the first time where, you know, they're asking him, about his struggles, I think that that might be one of the first times he's ever had to experience that. And he, you know, he took it and he put it right where the sun doesn't shine, Ross. And he, he said, you know what, I'm going to come out here. I'm going to come out with a multi-goal game. And let's put that to bed because uh, Josh Norris, I don't want to say it too early here, but he might be back. Oh, buddy, wouldn't that be nice? Because 
the stat still remains when all of Tim Stutzla, Josh Norris, and Shane Pinto play. The Senators are 24-11-3. It's no secret that it gives them so much more flexibility with putting a guy like a Tarasenko on one line and a Batherson on another and a Giroux on the third line. That's their right wing depth right now, similar to what Jacques Martin used to do back in the day when he had Alfredson host a Havlat. He spreads out the well through three lines, but you can only do that when your centerman can get those guys the puck. When Rourke Chartier, no disrespect, is your third-line center, it's a little bit tougher to put a guy like Tarasenko there. But now it just spreads out all the offense, and we're seeing it night after night. Like the game against uh, against Tampa, that was the Timmy line that came through. We've seen the, the Pinto connection come through at times, but tonight it was the Josh Norris and Drake Batherson connection that got this team the victory. Yeah, and you can't really rely on a on a team to roll consecutive wins out, you know, just lying on one line, right? When you're relying on one line, you, you, the other team knows exactly who to shut down and makes their job really easy. But when you have three lines who can, you know, on any given night be the one that pops off, that's what will make a consistent team. So it's a really good sign, I feel like, for Ottawa here. It's awesome. Why don't we run through this game start to back as this thing developed? Ottawa was in their own zone for the first little while, but didn't give up a shot. And then four minutes in, the goal we talk about gets his first goal in way too long. Wins the faceoff, goes to the net, tips it in. And it's also the first time that Ottawa has scored first in eight games. They'd gone seven straight without with allowing the first goal. Yeah, I mean uh, you, that's what you, that's what you like to see. Finally, they get on the board first here, and and who I mean, who other to get the vibes correct than Josh Norris, right? For so for with that being said, that's 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 what you want to see. You want to see the Sens, you know, you know, resilient through the beginning of the game and and hold in there, and then and then be the first ones to get on the board. That makes a big difference. Five minutes later, Anton Forsberg made what ended up being his best save of the night. Ottawa was shorthanded. And it was a beautiful cross-seam pass to Tyler Sagan right as the penalty was expiring. But it was a similar situation. I have in my notes here, it's like they put Sagan in the Josh Norris position, meaning he wasn't on his one-timer side. So he had to cradle and then release. And Forsberg had enough time to get over there and make the glove save. Yeah, I mean, huge save by Forsberg. That was a, that was a big difference maker in this game. It can't be understated. Like, huge save there by Forsberg. Unreal. Uh, what'd you see on that goal with 10 seconds left? It was a bit of a comedy of errors where every mistake just ends up in the back of the net. Yeah, it's weird. They end up giving the credit to that goal to Joel Pavelski, even though it looked like Harley was maybe the guy who finished that one off. In my opinion, you know, kind of bounces off uh, JBD skate. And, and you know, it's just an unfortunate, you're right. Comedy of errors was an unfortunate play for Ottawa on that one. I, I feel like, you know, we've seen them so many times allow goals in, in the, in the first minute of a period and the last minute of a period and this one comes in the last 10 seconds of this period not perfect but uh you know what coming out of that period one one was okay yes ottawa had they i think overall still took it to dallas they outshot them eight six in that first period but it's what they did early in the second ridley greg who's now been a bit snake bit like if he goes bar down there oh so close I mean, what a great move by him, right? He kind of works it through the corner, goes wide, and then circles back through the middle. And he he gets a really nice shot off there. And it was this close, Ross. I mean, you heard the, that bar just go. It was screaming. It was it was singing. And uh, Sens fans would have gone nuts for that one. Obviously, he's a fan favorite now with everything that he he's done recently. So it would have been nice for really to see that one go in. But uh, no dice there. 
while they were able to get their second goal just three minutes after that play. And the the first of a couple soccer-style plays that we'll get to (laughs) in this game, but this one, like, that's that's a perfect through ball from a midfielder. I'm not a big soccer guy, but even I know that you hold the Y button in in FIFA and you get just like that through ball. You don't shoot it where they're going, but where they're going to be. And Drake Batherson, I mean, what a touch on that feed. Yeah, I mean, Drake must be watching uh, Scotty Tournaments of Hearts right now. Uh, Canadian curling action that's been going on lately. Uh, I, know, I know I've been tuning in a little bit to that. You know, it's nice to throw on in the background sometimes. But, um, yeah, I mean, what a great touch there by a nice East Coast boy there for Team Halifax. Just laying in a nice softie for Norris to skate onto. And uh, Norris makes no mistake there, too. And and when his stick gets hot, look out, people, because uh, it gets really hot when it does. So hopefully he can keep that going there. But, yeah, the the, uh, the finish by Norris was real nice. And real nice finish there. A little, little touch through the legs for Josh Norris there. And I didn't realize until I saw that alternate angle, it just trickled over the line. Like the defenseman yeah. almost pulled that right out. Could have, yeah. But you know what? When you're hot, you're hot. So... Forget about that. It's in the net. Speaking of pulled, four minutes later, Jake Ottinger, you're out of there, pal. Three goals on 11 shots after Thomas Shabbat. Unreal. Rip. Far side. Left shot, left side. Rips it across his body. But this one, I mean, this is Timmy Superstar having a B game, going down, banging bodies down low, dipsy doodling, and then finding the guy in the right spot. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple things on this one. So a little bit of an unsung play there by Claude Giroux down low because he's the one who ends up winning this puck at the end of the day there. And uh, he, Joseph. Wasn't it Joseph? I think it was Giroux. He, didn't get, he ended up not getting an assist on the play. What? Both those guys, were they're on the same line. Makes sense. Yeah, I think Joseph I, was the guy who hit it back up to him. Yeah, so Joseph ends up coming in there, fishing it out, and getting it to Timmy. Timmy's in a nice battle with uh, uh, Ryan Suter, your favorite player, on, on the yeah. wall there. Suter had a pin for probably 10 seconds. It was yeah, ridiculous. nothing nothing that guy loves more than to slow the game down. Yeah, no doubt. And then, uh, of course, Timmy Timmy gets back into his position there, grabs the puck, gets a nice feed over there to Thomas Shabbat. And, and Shabbat now, two games in a row with a great rip from kind of the same area. And uh, far side shot, nice nice shot by Tommy there. I love to see that. That's, that's good stuff. Goals in back-to-back games for Thomas Shabbat. And Jake Ottinger gets the hook. He actually left both games against Ottawa. First one because of injury down in Dallas a couple months ago. And then this time he just could not stop the puck. Pretty important for a goaltender. So right away, Brady got a great look in tight. He was stopped. He had a couple good shots that didn't go in tonight. And then the funniest play of the game happened. Easily the funniest play of the game happened. Anton Forsberg wedges his stick behind the net. Chaos ensues, but we got to give some stick taps to our guy, Johnny Abbott. Johnny Abbott goes, we've got wedge wood at one end and a wedged wood at the other. <laughs> Just so classic. I actually missed him saying that. That's pretty funny. But yeah, like that, that stick got wedged in there nicely. That felt, that felt very Craig Anderson-esque of, of Forsberg there, losing control of the puck and then his stick. And then, you know, you know, that's unfortunate. Obviously, luckily, it didn't end up, you know, causing anything negative for the Sens at the end of the day. A little bit of ozone time for Dallas there. But, yeah, what a photo. Look at that thing just chilling there. I don't know if you saw it. I think it might have been Duchesne skated right through it uh, behind the net. And uh, uh, J.D. McClendon said, yeah. Yeah, Noodle yeah, said he, he paid the toll on his way through, which is a pretty funny line in itself there too. So <laughs> uh, I like that. 
Yeah, the boys were buzzing on the and then, and then Forsberg just pulls that thing out of there like he, like he's like King Arthur. Like he's the only one who can get it out of there anyway. So it was just, it was classic. Yeah, he just he pulled it out of there like nothing. No worse for wear. Sends her Yeah, fun. like a sheath almost. It was unreal. Love to see it. So um, that was an awesome moment kind of in the middle of the game. We'll get to what happened next. And a lot of it is great defensively. But first, it's been too long. I got to tell you guys about the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is right in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street. You can go there for a bite. You can go there for a drink. And you can go there for good times. You can go there to use the dartboard. You can go there to watch the game. See what I mean? They've got everything going at the Glebe Central Pub. Not only that, they're the community spot for all of the fun activities that you can get going to in the Glebe. Let's say you're going down to Lansdowne, watching a PWHL Ottawa game. You're going shopping. Always stop by the Glebe Central Pub. The Send Shuttle is the best way to get to and from the CTC. $17 round trip. Let me know in the chat. Who drives you? Sue drives you. Sue's got all the great back roads. She can get you to the game right on time. She'll get you there. An hour and 15 minutes before the game is when you leave the Glebe Central Pub, and then they'll pick you up right where they drop you off. So go check them out. Sends Obsessed always says, the vibes are free at the GCP, and why not? Get involved. Go check them out at 779 Bank Street. There are still tickets available for the Saturday bus to, against the Vegas Golden Knights. The bus ain't going to Vegas, but it's going to the CTC to watch the Sens take on Vegas. So go check them out today. Go check them out at the Glebe Central Pub. The postcast is also brought to you by a new sponsor, Ibotta. You know what Ibotta is? Well, it is the easiest way to get cash back. Grocery bills are expensive, but now they don't have to be. You can start getting your cash back with free Ibotta app and get it with every time you shop. Do you love making money? Don't we all? Now we can make money while spending it every time we shop with Ibotta. With Ibotta, the free app that gives you the most cash back, you can average earning $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and get real cash that you can cash out straight to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop over 2,700 brands, and that includes retailers like Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just to try it. Use code locked on NHL. Go to the App Store. Use code locked on NHL. That's Ibotta, I B O T T A, in the Google Play or App Store, and use code locked on NHL. Welcome back to the postcast. I'm Ross Levitan. That is The Martian. You can follow him on Twitter at Laleem's Martian. He's tweeting out clips of the game, he's tweeting out his insights, everything you need to know during Ottawa Senators games is over at Laleem's Martian. And if you want a postcast vibe during the intermission, he's got the Martian cast going, getting everybody's hot takes out the there. Martian, The Intermartian, we call it. The Intermartian? Yeah, intermission, intermartian. I like that. You had a good uh, good crew tonight? Yeah, we had a good amount of people in there. We had some nice chats. There were some of our uh, favorite callers. So it's it's always fun. You know, I like to I like to bring in the people, let it be interactive. It's not about me. It's more about just letting the Sens fans vent or vibe. Very similar to the postcast in that one. I love it. I love it. And I love when the Sens win, man. We come here 
we vibe. Our guy, Mark Hamad, he's already all over it. He's got us all hooked up here. We're five and five, baby. You and me on the postcast. When it's you and me, we are now five and five, and we're coming off four straight wins. So nothing wrong with that. The last time it was just you and me. Did anything happen during that game? I can't recall. I know Ottawa beat Toronto. (laughs) I don't think we have time to get into that tonight. No, we definitely don't. But what we do have time to get into is what happened after that hilarious play where Anton Forsberg had his stick wedged in the wall. Great chance by Stutzla to set up Giroud. There's a huge hit. I know you love you love giving the captain some props. Maybe he wasn't as active on the scoreboard and is having troubles burying some of his chances over the last couple of games, but he still hits like a truck. Yeah, I mean, we saw it a few times a couple of games ago where he, he was just laying bodies and he was doing the same thing tonight where he was just making the opponent feel him. You know, that's the, you know, if, if Brady, like you said, if he's not finishing his chances, he's doing other things out there. And, and I feel like this is one of those nights where he might not have been on the scoreboard, but I guarantee you, some of the Dallas Stars were going back to the locker room being like, my goodness, this guy is a pain in the ass to deal with here. So I, I guarantee you that's the case. So Brady Kachuk, maybe maybe not on the scoreboard, but he was still doing his thing. And it wasn't just Brady that shift. Artem Zub had a great hit on a Dallas Stars player that had just come over the blue line. Zub smash, oh, as God. I like to say it. Um, yeah. Ottawa only took one penalty this game. They gave Chickren one at the very end of the game with Marchman, just a little pad statter right there. Stat yeah. patter. Pad pad statter, I called pad it. <laughs> Two pad statter. No, uh, that's hilarious. It's like when I say he uh, switched the flip. I, I get those two you mixed up all the time. Yeah. sometimes. I'm trying to get better here. I'm trying to get better, live and learn. But um, no, what we saw tonight from uh, from the Ottawa Senators was a disciplined group. And yeah. Ottawa took advantage on their next power play. It was their second power play of the game. And you could feel this one brewing. Everyone knows, like, Pinto has become the number one shooting option in the bumper position. It was a nice little tic-tac-toe. Whenever that happens, I always think back to the Clark MacArthur series winner against the Boston Bruins, the down low, up high, and and bumper shot. But that one didn't work. It was on the return, where then we also see this, Giroux on his strong side on the power play, with that little wrist curl right Mm -hmm. onto Pinto's stick. And, I mean, he's not going to miss too many of those. No, and he didn't this time either, but... It was a nice, it was a different look of the shot for from him on this one. It was a nice low one. It was a, you know, he kept it on the ice. He just hard and low, right through the legs on that. So uh, I, I like that shot a lot from Shane Pinto. Change it up a little bit, you know. Give uh, I don't know who the I don't even know who the backup was in this one, but uh, Scott Wedgwood. Scott Wedgwood, yeah. So you know, Wedgwood, you know, obviously having a hard time tracking that one, and that one slips through his legs. So good shot from Shane on that one. So. That's what we like to see from Shane, you know, change up the look a little bit. He's usually a far side posting in kind of guy. This time he was, uh, he's going low. Did I parlay the Sens to win and Shane Pinto to score again? Of course I did. Honestly, might be the best bet ever going forward. It's just, just bet sends the win and Shane Pinto point. And those two things are running hand in hand. That 35, five and five record with Shane Pinto scoring a point in his career is ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. 35 wins in 45 games, and they have a point in 40 out of 45 games when Shane Pinto has a point. But Martian, maybe as impressive now, is that since Shane Pinto returned from that ridiculous 41-game suspension, the Senators are 8-3-2. and two. Mm-hmm. That in itself 
is a 113-point pace, they would be easily top three in the Atlantic Division. Yeah, and I, I want to give Shane as much credit as possible for that, but I think that comes in combination with, with Jacques Martin finally getting this team playing the way that they should be playing. So those two things combined is, is leading to the sense winning more hockey games percentage-wise than they were prior to uh, you know Jacques coming in and um, the DJ Smith era and, and losing Shane for that 41 games, which was a joke in itself. But anyways, yeah, I totally agree. Like, man, it's, it's, it's killer – the effect that he has on this team, whether it's just like his, he's got infectious, positive energy. He just seems like a really good kid. He's smiling out there. His goal tonight, he falls on his, on his butt and he's, he's rolling around out there. He's got snow all over him. He's smiling all the way through the handshake line. Like, I mean, what's not to love about Shane Pinto other than the fact that he disowned his Guinea pig. (laughs) Well, his mom, Kathy, great friend of the show is just taking care. Who hasn't? made their mom do something that we don't want to do. I mean, everybody does stuff like that. But come on, Shane, that's your responsibility. Don't put that on Kathy, man. And then for him to go out and get a dog, too, he's like, yeah, I'm not taking care of the guinea pig anymore, yeah, but I'm going to get this dog. Yeah, how long until the dog annoys him too much? And then he, Kathy ends up with the dog, too. We'll see. Frank, that might be your responsibility, buddy. That might be on you for the dog. Can't leave your <laughs> no, wife No, no, poor Frank. No, Frank's busy. Oh my God. Just, I mean, great kid, great family, everything we know about them. Just, you know, happy that he's an Ottawa Senator. And like, I know that a lot of people are kind of like, you know, once bitten twice shy in terms of the flexibility of having too many guys on long-term contracts, but I don't hesitate with Shane Pinto at all. I give that guy six, seven, eight year deal all day. Just the way that he goes about his business. And I think it also talks to his work ethic too. The fact that he's able to jump in on the treadmill, moving at 41 speed halfway through the season already. And he's able to jump on and he's got, what is it now? Nine points in 12 games. Like this is, this is a ridiculous. It's got a higher points per game than Cole Caulfield. Like, oh, it's your, it's your favorite argument. The Cole Caulfield versus Shane Pinto debate. I'm just saying that Cole Caulfield had an 11 game point streak at one time this year, but Shane Pinto has a higher points per game than him. Just saying, I'm just saying, okay. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying anything, but the fact, you know what else I will say though? The Ottawa senators have shut it down in the second period since the all-star break in the second period against the Columbus blue jackets, the senators gave up 17 shots. Since then they gave up, Four against Anaheim, six against Chicago, eight against Tampa, nine against Florida, and then tonight, three. Dallas had three shots on goal in the second period. Ottawa had two goals. That in itself is pretty impressive. So shout out to the Ottawa Senators for not only having a good second, but then carrying it into the third period as well. There was no more scoring but Ottawa still carried the momentum of this game, outshot them 9-5 in the third. So should we get some Sen Central standouts or what here, Martian? Because this was it was complete domination tonight for the Ottawa Senators. 4-1 the score, 30 to 15 shots on goal. Ottawa goes one for four on the power play. Dallas goes 0 for 1. Ottawa snaps back 61% of the faceoffs. They out hit Dallas 30 to 22, and they outblocked them 25 to 9. Just dominant effort all around for your Ottawa Senators. Martian, do the honors, man. We'll go around the horn twice, but who's your first Sen Central standout? Thank you, Ross. I was hoping you were going to go to me first because it's, it's for me, it's it's pretty obvious. I, I almost owe this man an apology. 
Josh Norris, he's back. You know, he, he came in here tonight. He had one goal since Christmas. Like, what a horrible stat to have as a guy who's known for scoring goals. That's the only thing that we pay him to do. He's got almost an $8 million contract. What do you want from this guy other than goals? That's what he gets paid to do. Oh, yeah. I got I to gotta do the same. Give me a second. Your hair looks phenomenal, by the way. Thanks, man. Listen, Josh Norris tonight had a hell of a game, and you got to give him full credit for it. So for me tonight, Josh Norris has to be my Sen Central standout. The first goal was a beautiful little deflection goal off that shot. The second goal, we didn't talk about it enough. That finish was unbelievable. Nice little, little tuck and drag. Um, from Josh Norris there off that great feed from Drake Batherson, a little touch pass. So, you know, Josh Norris and his ice time came back up tonight, Ross, too. 16.29 on ice tonight for Josh Norris. Way up from that that thir- below 13-minute mark that he was facing <coughs> recently. Just that. He was like at 13.06 or something. But what, what yeah. also, to your point there, our, our guy Graham Creech with TSN said he was second among sense forwards in the first period and then was tossed out for – uh, extra ice time immediately after the power play. Like yeah. that's coaching, man. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what a coach should do. You you find the guys who are going and you, you give them more opportunities. So for me, it's the same thing. We go Josh Norris all day on this central central standout. And uh, he was also 71.4% in the dot tonight, Ross. He was snapping it back. He might've heard you and Pilsy talking about moving him to the wing. No chance. Look at him go. He's wrong. Oh, dude, good for him, man. I'm I'm really hoping that this is a sign of things to come with Josh Norris because the Senators are at their best when Josh Norris is playing well. Josh Norris, the winner of the Fire Helmet poll as well. I'm really looking forward to seeing this video coming out on the Senators' socials in a little bit. 90% of the votes in have Josh Norris being the deserved candidate to win the helmet. There's so many ways I could go with this. But I'll go with his right-hand man, who actually didn't play a whole lot in this game. But that assist from Drake Batherson gives him a send Central standout to me just by itself. And then you add a little milestone in the mix. That, to me, is the cherry on top. Tonight, the second assist that Drake Batherson earned was the 200th point in his Senators career. He becomes the 23rd player in Sens history to reach the 200-point milestone. Next up, he's going to tie, and he needs 10 more points to tie Magnus Arvidsson for 22nd, and then Milan McCulloch is at 224. Oh, he's almost catching Milan. He put up big numbers in Ottawa. In his, uh, yeah, for a few of those seasons, he sure did. Um, I didn't put the next guy because it's Timmy, and Timmy keeps moving up himself. So uh, we'll get to that with Drake. But, dude, 281 games. <laughs> Dude, 281 games, 200 points. Like, that's pretty impressive for a guy who's been coming up on a rebuilding team. And I think a lot of people forget, man, this was a fourth-round pick who was passed over in uh, a draft. So, man, credit to him. And uh, I I hope he continues to play well because clearly he's not all the way out of the doghouse. He only played 13 minutes. Um, Or wait, what did he finish with tonight? Drake Batherson. He finished with 13 minutes and 25 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, no, Drake giveaways that that can clean up though. That can clean up. Yeah, no, Drake needed a bounce back night too. I feel like it was you know between him and Norris, those are the two guys up front. You're kind of looking for more from, and and both of them delivered here tonight. And they're playing on the same line, so they can do it together as a group. So it's nice to see. 
Yeah, real nice to see you. Want to snap it back and forth, snake style, or is it all you? Yeah, let me have my my second crack Go here. Ahead. I know where I'm going. It's the second day, uh, I guess, second postcast for me in a row where I'm going straight back to Thomas Shabbat here. I I, th- I thought Thomas had another really nice game here. He, he you know he obviously had that really nice goal where he he shot it and he scored on the far side. Nice wrister again, um, but again another strong. Like honestly, t- ice. Ice time wise, not the most he's ever played. That's for sure. 20, 20 minutes and 31 seconds on ice for Thomas Shabbat. But he comes out of this baby a plus one. He had a couple shots on goal, a couple pims. Um, and, and I thought Shabbat just played a solid game. So for me, it's uh, it's an easy choice uh, for my second central standout to go with uh, Thomas Shabbat here. Three block shots for Shabbat in this game as well. That stood out. I'm going to go with, uh, and maybe. The- I don't know, actually, because like I could go around the horn. Uh, we'll do an honorable mention after as well, because I think a lot of yeah. guys deserve credit in this game. A lot of guys came to play. A lot of guys did good things. But uh, for my second Sen Central standout, I mean, isn't consistently see what we're hoping to see from Tim Stutzla? Like, he looks so good out there. He's just dancing. He's doing his thing. I know the three-game goal streak came to an end. The point streak, though, continues. He did have an assist in this win. But, dude, when he is on the ice, he is box office. Get your popcorn ready. Get the napkins because there's extra butter. He's slippery. He's sliding all over the place. He's sick, dude. And for him to now add that B-game element where he's hounding pucks on the forecheck, creating havoc, and and doing all those little things, those details, he might have been the last guy to to fully – I don't know if it's buy-in because that would mean that he's not wanting to, but maybe – understand what Jacques Martin was looking for him to do but man if this guy is is really just getting started and and understanding what the way to play that's going to cause him to have success night after night we're in for a treat because I thought Timmy had a great game tonight yeah I completely agree yeah he was buzzing out there he was doing his thing that's what Timmy does man the uh, the honorable mention I wanted to give is Ridley Gregg. Four block shots leading all forwards, and he ate a couple of those. He was a little hobbled on one. He obviously had that great scoring chance where he hit the crossbar, but I think Ridley Gregg deserves a ton of ton of credit for the way he yeah, played tonight. That block was that block was awesome. It was a great block, and then and then by the time he gets up, he's ready to make a hit immediately afterwards, which is which was a funny part of that too, because the the puck came down the wall and 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 a. Uh, a star had the puck and he he just he got up and then laid a hit so he, he couldn't have been that hurt right so good good for ridley he's always gritty a lot of stars on that dallas team hey what a quick honorable mention for me though ross I, I gotta go anton forsberg on this one here i know he didn't face a lot of shots but he did the job so 14 out of 15 saves and so for me anton forsberg that 933 save percentage just contributes to that stat that we were talking about you know, the, the weeks leading up to this where if they get above average goaltending, that's what they end up with is a, is a W. So let's go Anton Forsberg for my uh, for my standup. I my, love it. And shout out to Bit, shout out to Biff the Bear because uh, I would have scanned over this. I know earlier when Drake Batherson, we were talking about that pass. I said that through pass. That's very much a soccer type play. Um, we've seen Tim Stutzla, and this is from Biff to Bear, play hockey, baseball, and soccer this year. That was one of the funniest kick-in goals I've ever seen. I even tweeted it out. I said, why didn't he get cross-checked in the face? You're up 4-1. You kick the puck into the other team's net and then laugh? I mean, the disrespect. That has to be an unwritten rule somewhere. 
Yeah, the look on Timmy's face after he scored that was pretty given. Like, he was, it was hilarious. He was just like, yeah, boys, I don't think that was going to count. But he was obviously just trying to kick it to his stick and, and poke it in, but it didn't work out that way. He kicked it straight in. So, that, hey, Timmy's German. We know he grew up playing a lot of soccer. Um, <laughs> say what you will about the, the diving, if you will. But, uh, you know, he, he, he drew a penalty tonight. He didn't even go down, and the other team was still complaining. <laughs> The closest thing to a soccer player hockey will ever see, I think. So that, that pretty much sums up he's, that goal for Timmy. He's doing a Bastion Schweinsteiger impression. I'm, <laughs> I think I got that right. Yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Yep, former German footballer. Martian, any final thoughts tonight? 4-1, the Sens beat the Dallas Stars here. The Senators now have a three-game point streak and... They've now pulled ahead of the Montreal Canadiens in point percentage. They're still one point back in the standings, but with the games in hand, Ottawa has three of them on Montreal. Dude, when Ottawa played Montreal, what, 15 games ago? The Habs were 16 points ahead of Ottawa, and now they're one point ahead of Ottawa. Yeah, I mean, the, the Sens are, are picking it up here, obviously, a little bit. Um, I think, obviously, you know, you look at the standings and they're they're so far out of it. It's it's tough to imagine them ever being able to claw their way all the way back to a playoff spot. But the signs are good. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. And, and for me, for final thoughts for this game, I mean, like you're playing against a team like the Dallas Stars. They're they're a, they're a star-studded team. They're a very solid team overall. They're defensively sound. They've got a great goaltender who got tugged tonight because the Sens were shelling him so bad. So for me, it's a, it's just an overall really nice W for Ottawa and good for the home crowd fans to be able to like recover. Anyone who was in the crowd tonight after being in the game at Anaheim, which I was at, I am uh, hopeful that you, you, know, you, you can be redeemed a little bit on this one. If the Senators beat Vegas on Saturday, I'm going to say something very ridiculous on Monday's Locked On Senators. What are you going to say? No, I'm not going to say it now, but I'm just going to say that right now the Tampa Bay Lightning are the final team in the wild card. They've played four more games than Ottawa, and they have 14 more points. They've played four more games, which means Ottawa could get as many as eight points in those four extra games. And then they would be six points behind them. That's all I'm saying. But Ottawa has to beat Vegas first. They got to beat Vegas. And that's never been an easy task for Ottawa. In no. My, especially in my experience. I've been to Vegas this year and saw Ottawa get shelled. What was it? 7-2 that game? 6-2? to two, Something ridiculous like that. It was a tough one. Yeah. But, yeah. It's Detroit's it's, making playoffs. Detroit just got another OT win. They beat... At the same time, Vegas is pretty dinged up. The Sens are on a bit of a roll against these good teams, so you never know what's going to happen there. They just need to keep playing the way they're playing, and you never know what's going to happen here. I think what we need is everybody to get on the Glebe Central Pub Shuttle, get down to the CTC, and just make sure that the fans have the home support. I think it was 16,000-something at the game tonight, Thursday night in the middle of February against the Western Conference team. All right, but let's see it. No Mark Stone, no Jack Eichel. They do have Shea Theodore back, but without those two studs up front, and those are two guys that are not only elite, but I know like Jack Eichel, like Eichel loves, to make, yeah, Eichel loves to make Ottawa pay. And the game, I was, the game I was at, he, I think he scored one or two, at least two, or at least one um, that I remember. But yeah, so that's good news, I guess, for Ottawa that those two guys are out. 
um, yeah, let's see how they hold up. It should be fun. It should be interesting. I'm going into it more optimistic than I was after this win against Dallas. Because honestly, this is a schedule loss again. Like you're you're facing a really good team in the Western Conference. Usually that doesn't go well for us. So this time uh, it did, and we'll we'll see what happens in the next one here. They got they got to just be consistent and keep playing the way they've been playing. If they block shots that were the way that they were blocking shots tonight, they could easily do it. If the cutoff is 92 points, the Senators need 41 points in their final 28 games. I'll leave it at that for now because they have to beat Vegas. And then you probably have to beat both Washington Monday and Nashville on Tuesday. So maybe I'll wait till next Wednesday to say something stupid. But then they're all, they, they've only got two games between the after they play that back-to-back because we're in a really busy stretch right now for the Senators. They play six games in a matter of 10 days right now with two back-to-backs. Like They're going to show a lot if they can go on the uh, beat Vegas at home, then go on the road and beat Washington and Nashville on back-to-back nights. And if they can do that, we can have ridiculous conversations next week. We're also going to hit 1,000 episodes of LOSP uh, two weeks from next Tuesday. We'll also have all the videos you guys need leading up to the trade deadline. I know you were tweeting about that today. Martian, where it's like, I can't believe how fast it's come up. And Steve Steos has never made a move for a player outside of signing Shane Pinto. I mean, he's going to have to. He's going to make moves now coming up. The next two weeks are very critical for what Ottawa's going to do. You know, Bruce is saying they're for sure sellers, which I obviously agree with. I think they are sellers in the for the they most part. They should just get rid of get rid of I, Dominic Kubelik. Call it a yeah, day. I mean, you look like Kubelik, and and like I don't know, like I know Tarasenko's contract's expiring. Why don't you just keep him? You know, he kind of he kind of did you a favor by signing here in the first place. Like, do you really need to get what do you even get for him right now? If you can get a first round pick, then you, how do you turn that down? That's tough. To, that's tough to turn down. But at the same time. His rights as a player are he's got a no move clause, so you can't just trade him anywhere. He's got to agree to it. So I, you know, I heard Bruce talking about you know Florida being a destination that he'd be interested in, um, and there was one other place. It might have been Dallas, actually. That was another. Oh, Edmonton. It was Edmonton. That was, you know, he wants to maybe possibly go and play with McDavid, which you can't blame him for that. But if if he's going to get traded, then you put him in a spot where he's going to be happy to go there. Um, you know, you owe him that. So as an organization, I think it would be a good move to not screw over Vlad Tarasenko here. Plenty of time to lead up to the NHL trade deadline. For more, you can follow us on social media at Send Central and the Martian is at Laleem's Martian. Boy, I'm feeling good. That's four straight wins for you and me in the postcast together. Tonight, I'll leave you with this, Martian. Was this the Senators' most complete effort this season? In recent memory, absolutely, Ross. Yeah, for sure. I think like you look at those block shots, you look at that face-off percentage, you look at the score, um, you look at the opponent, all these things combined for me, it, that just shows that Ottawa came to play tonight, especially at a home ice with the fans in, in the building here. So uh, absolutely, yeah, for me, in recent memory, that was a that was a very complete win for Ottawa. I don't know if it was the most complete win of the year. Probably the was- wa- that Washington game, the third home game, where they just absolutely beat them down. Yeah, but it's up there. It's on the Mount Rushmore of, of complete wins. Sure, yeah, definitely top three. Let's go top three, top four. Okay, so the podium. The podium would be top three, Mount podium. Rushmore. Let's go podium. I'd go podium. Okay, well, podium. Let us know in the comments as well. We want to know what else you think the... Look, 
Ridley's empty netter comments. No empty netter. <laughs> that might have been the yeah. That was pretty complete in itself. <laughs> that was that was awesome. Great comment there to finish off the show with some laughs. Thanks for joining us, Marsh. We always love your insight here on LOSP. We'll get you back for a little trade deadline chatter, whether it's when Ascends make a move or with a live stream. We're going to do something fun on trade deadline day. Holy moly! It feels good to cover a team that likes to win eight three and two. The Senators are with Shane Pinto in the lineup. Pilsy will get his takes off tomorrow, and Mark Mathot confirmed guest. Now we'll confirm confirm tomorrow morning, but it looks like Mark Mathot will join us on today's show. For tonight, we say goodbye. That's the Martian. I'm Ross Levitan, and now. Well, first, I'll tell you that this is the Locked On Senators podcast presented by the Glebe Central Pub. Get your tickets for Saturday on the Glebe Central Pub and let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. And now it's time for Danger Flutes.